Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Going Upstairs podcast from Opening Up Cricket. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Something that I'm really looking forward to this year is the plans that we've got here at Opening Up Cricket, both from myself, Mark, and others involved um, regarding the podcast. Now, podcasts as a platform, of course, there's so many to pick from, and thank you for indulging me and, and others in this particular series. But what we've got coming up, particularly in the next couple of episodes, are some areas that I've been wanting to talk with people about for quite some time now and it's great to be able to have the the people that are joining me to discuss that so watch this space for those and hopefully be able to get the podcast out a little bit more regularly than we managed to last year but the theme of what I'm going to be discussing in this episode is really quite related to that I look back on 2022 and think there was only, and let me see in front of me here, about 10, maybe a couple more episodes of the podcast when my intention at the beginning of the year would have been to perhaps get through a couple of months, maybe even one a week. And there can be a temptation when you set targets like that and you don't achieve them to get very despondent and to start having a conversation with yourself, picking apart the negatives and being quite harsh on yourself. But what I've learned from the year that has just gone by, and and really this is quite recent for me, is the pitfalls of taking on too much, of overburdening yourself with things, whether that be targets, whether that be pressures which you invite upon yourself or are put on you by a number of different circumstances. And What I've spoken about on episodes in years gone by is my own personal experience of mental ill health. And of course, that is by its very nature something personal and it will not be applicable to the next person's uh, life and, and how they've experienced things. But I'd hope what I'm going to talk about today is something which does strike a chord with at least some people and really a theme that has emerged throughout Open Up Cricket over these years has been of learning the mis- learning lessons from mistakes that have been made not necessarily being despondent about having made mistakes it's part of part of life to do that but to really try and give a nudge towards other people to perhaps not fall down in in the same way or, or, or things like that. So this idea of taking on too much sort of reared its head for me towards the end of the year just past. We're now on the 2nd of January when I'm putting this recording together. And I think when I look at mental health and, and mental fitness, it, it can be very tempting as someone who each day does something related to it, whether it be reading something, whether it be practicing something myself, having a discussion or just being aware of it as a topic, the temptation can be to be quite complacent around it. And I think being complacent is something that I'd often be reluctant to admit because complacency is something which often we kind of accuse other people of uh, you see it in sport people being complacent about an opposition and then losing in an embarrassing fashion and really they shouldn't have done that 
So to reconcile with myself that I've been complacent regarding my health is a notch up from that, I would think. Um, Particularly as when I go out and speak to clubs or when I put things together online, one of the big themes is about being proactive. Uh, And for years, being proactive about mental health and fitness for me as an individual has been so important and has really changed my life and has given me so many um, positives from having engaged with that in a really positive uh, perspective. But life gets in the way and a mixture of things changes positive overwhelmingly. I became a dad in March and while that was going on, everything else continued And I'm sure like many people who become parents for the first time, nothing quite prepares you for how much of a change it is. Nothing really prepared me for just how every single aspect of my life would be impacted by the arrival of my son. And I was guilty, again, guilty is quite a judgmental term about oneself, but I was certainly attempting to carry on every other part as much as I could. So I was one of these people who was saying, oh, well, I'll definitely carry on playing cricket because I need my release of the weekend. I'll definitely carry on doing as many things that open up cricket. It won't impact my work. I'll still be able to do all of my hobbies. I'll still be able to get all of my sleep or whatever else I was thinking. And whether it be peculiar to me or whether it be more general, that didn't happen. And... I certainly resisted a lot of that and felt that, oh, it was just temporary. I'll be able to come back to this and and not really making those adjustments. And as a result, letting some of the things that I use to look after my mental health to slip by the wayside and put them off. Uh, Even when I had time, which even though it feels like you don't have any time sometimes in your life, there always is those little pockets where you can do something positive excuse me, rather than defaulting to some of the negative things that can creep in, doom scrolling through your social media, etc. So that kind of built up in the background. But because I've had experience of serious episodes of depressive illness, I didn't put that on the table. I just thought it's purely circumstantial. And there was a lot of when and if thinking going on. So I would be saying to myself, when this changes or if this changes, that will just fix everything here. So I became a little bit uh, naive in that respect, just assuming that something would fix itself and, and everything would go back, not necessarily to normal, but in terms of my my health and well-being, that would be taken care of by something external, just tweaking and then and going from there. So, of course, the more I did that, the more I got further away from actually being proactive and doing something and addressing some of these things which were going on. And then I, I reached a point outside of the, at the end of the cricket season, going into the, the autumn and winter months, where the signs and the symptoms became a lot stronger. I started to have more of a perspective 
that I then I did uh, that I did sorry um years before and the, the worst experiences of of depression that I've had but I still was kind of thinking yes although these are signs and symptoms of depression I do think it is very much based on the circumstances and it will be fixed if but I realized as I got towards November going into November that this was something which had become quite in, entrenched. And actually, just because the signs and symptoms were not as bad as they had been in the past, it doesn't mean that they weren't there. And it doesn't mean that they didn't contribute to um, a, a, another episode of, of depression. So over the years, like many, if anyone's listening who has had an episode of of clinical depression or, or episodes what people will often do after that in recovery from it is think about what had caused if they if they are aware and what they can do to prevent it happening again because it's so difficult for for me certainly to be able to articulate what exactly it's like to live with depressive illness the only thing which goes some way to explaining it is just how overwhelming the despondency and the negativity would be that it bleeds into all areas for me it would be that every aspect of my life I would look upon through a negative prism and and not just negative as the symptoms got worse but intrusively negative uh, almost like an argument that's going on where one person has a megaphone and the other is on mute so not able to get that other perspective um, at all and all the evidence seeming to stack up on one side rather than what I'm usually capable of is being able to find some kind of balance that's there but that still doesn't <laughs> describe the the in the ins and outs the day to day of of what those what those signs and symptoms can actually lead to but what i did was i i had some time where i was fortunate where i was able to do the thing which is really important when you're unwell whether that be physically or mentally and that's have some time where you just you have a break um for me in this case the symptoms were not like they'd been years before where I, I had some time off work. I actually you know, continued going into work. For some, that may seem like, uh, how did you manage to do that? It's not anything to do with me being uh, particularly strong or anything like that. It was just, I felt that structure and that routine was really important. So although I was battling through this and really feeling like it was a battle and getting home and being exhausted I still managed to keep that going and that was one thing that I did notice that it wasn't as bad as perhaps 2007 when I had my first ep episode of it where I, I could not function in that way so I would I would consider it in my experience and of course everyone's different I'd look at it as being more of like a, a mild episode even so still with a lot of the features of, of of what could get more serious so I looked at it and thought what is it that's got me here uh, in the past I'd looked at things like you know, 
misuse of alcohol, uh, diet, lack of exercise, lack of structure, um, and things like that. And over the years, I've, I've tried different things which have made positive differences. But the one thing that I hadn't really ever wanted to face up to was this thing of taking on too much. And as I looked at it, I realised that what I had in front of me, uh, day to day, week to week, the accumulated pressure of it for me was always likely to lead to some form of either burnout, stress, or in my, or in the case of me, the triggering of those of that depressive illness which had occurred before. And I'm fully aware of things which could have been done along the way to offset that. And the the ability to be able to look back and do that is helpful, but it can also sometimes be self-defeating in that you kick yourself for not having done it. So quite quickly, I've tried to move on to saying, right, what is it that I can actually do now in the future? And what is taking on too much and what does that look like to me? What is possible to be done? Now, of course, like everyone else, work and family are right at the top there competing with each other for your attention and your time. Uh, Family and your own and your health, both that of yourself and your family, is, is absolutely paramount. So that comes first. Following that has to be for me, work because of the fact that that pays the bills. And as time had gone along in that last little bit before Christmas, that was all that I was doing. Um, despite being unwell, I was just about managing, so just about managing with those things. So then I looked at everything else that was there and thought, what can I reasonably add on to those two things? which help me and also, of course, in good times, test me and challenge me. And I came to the conclusion that, of course, opening up cricket is something that I've done for a number of years now and find great pleasure from it, mainly through the conversations that I have with people. And in some sense, even if it's not exactly the same as before, I would like to do something with that. I'd like to carry on, hence talking to you now so that was there and I'm thinking a lot more about you know what's feasible and what isn't like the travel that I used to do is not really possible now but I still like to do some of it so that was something that I wanted to almost ring fence and say yeah I feel that has a positive impact on my life I have to remember though that it's something I do uh, as a hobby if you like as a volunteer it's not my job it's not something that I'm obliged to do because I'm paid to do it it is something that as much as I felt really guilty about postponing and cancelling a lot of sessions last year um, it's something which does have to come behind things like you know if your child's unwell or there's a problem at, at home you're not able to get there so then I thought, right, what else do I need? I need things to help me switch off. Opening up sort of helps me switch off in a way as well, but things which there's no expectations at all, like going to the gym, going out for a walk, reading, which I love. Everyone will have their list of things which are there that get can get overlooked, but really do help them just with their mood. 
And then I thought about, well, cricket. Can I play cricket? Uh, not can I play, am I any good? Because the answer to that is overwhelming. Uh, and it's not in a positive way. But my thought about whether I can dedicate enough time to it, whether I can go to training like I like to and, and be prepared for a game, all that's up in the air. And I've had to now just accept that perhaps I'll play few games next season. I might not play any. I might play a lot. It really depends on what's going on. But what I'd been allowed myself, and as I think is a sort of symptom for years of taking on too much, was, um, and I often reflect on this, even though it's now a few years since I, I've done it, is as a volunteer and involved in, in cricket, um, taking on things when I, I didn't, even want to do it and I would always be confused with myself but why am I doing this I would even say it out loud why have I said I would do this and that's the the topic of much uh, debate that I've had with myself was it that I just felt that was the only way I could be accepted you know would people would like me more if I was there doing things for them at the club would it be an element of feeling like I, I'm in control in some way? I can, you know, shape what the club looks like so it's more in my image. All kinds of things, probably all contributing to it. But quite simply, there just is not the time now uh, available or that I am making available to do that. And I always used to be quite scornful of people who said, I don't have time for that or I haven't got enough time. And I would look and think, for example, in a cricket setting, while all of us who are here on the committee, as an example, don't have a lot of time, but we're doing it for you and so on. And I always wa- I almost wanted these people to overburden themselves and stretch themselves like, like I and others were doing. Whereas now I look at it and think, do you know what? Good luck to them. I wish I'd had that ability to be able to draw a line somewhere. And pardon the pun, set some boundaries. So that's a big theme, I think, uh, going forward. Um, a lot of the time, I, I can, and I'm sure others who've gone through periods where they, they're just feeling it's all on top of them and they've taken on too much, that they they let out a cry for help. They might literally ask for help and say, please, can someone do this for me or do this on behalf of, of me for the club and not get any response and then get quite bitter about that. But sometimes the cry for help can be a lot more subtle. And as a result, it's probably not going to be picked up by people. And the key to helping me understand these things about myself and hopefully some of it rings true with people who are listening is that comes from two um, or three perspectives that I've picked up from stuff that I've read over recent years and that I've come back to in these last couple of days actually one is something that Michael Yardy said in his book uh, The Hard Yards Highs and Lows of a Life in Cricket and Mike Yardy uh, of course had a high-profile instance of um, mental ill health, which was shown to people in the game. Um, it was it was well known. The book talks about it in a lot of detail, and we I certainly am grateful to Mike for speaking about this and sharing that in various ways. That because it makes it easier for other people to talk about things that they're going through. But I'm paraphrasing. He he talked about in, in the book the idea of th- 
uh, of mental illness making you uh, a really good actor. I think that's what what he said, something along those lines. And I think that this is something which, because we're, we're, we're trying to show that we can carry that load and we don't want to say we can't cope, that we do become a really good actor and we almost overcompensate by, by perhaps wanting to add more on to show that I can't be struggling because, look, I'm getting these additional things on. And maybe that was something to do with me doing things like wanting to continue with with work when if it had been another person, I probably would have said to them, is it possible for you to uh, take some time off? And that's always worth considering. Um, you know, how do we think about ourselves compared to how we would think about others? So the Mike Yardy quote was sort of running through my head and it reminded me then of a, a book I read ages ago, but I've come back to and I could not cannot recommend this highly enough for people. It's called Depressive Illness, The Curse of the Strong by Dr. Tim Cantifer. Um, and it's a book which I've got it in front of me here, 118 pages, including the an index. So pretty accessible. But this book really spoke to me. Uh, I'll just read a touch here from the blurb. If you have depression, it's important to remember first that you are not alone. And second, that you are much stronger than you think. Don't blame yourself, says Dr. Cantifer in the new edition of this best-selling book. People with depression so often struggle on, dealing with pressures and stresses that others would refuse to take on until physically they can take no more. Dr. Cantifer shows that depression can be the body's way of blowing a fuse and explains that it's a physical illness from which recovery is possible. And of course, that sums it up better than I could. But within this, this idea of pushing yourself to sort of that limit and then something giving really did make sense to me even though on this occasion to look for the positives I had taken on too much but I was able to observe that much earlier than years before when things really had got too much and was proactive in saying I'm not going to do anything for opening up for this period of time I'm not going to do anything in this area I'm not going to chase this or that I'm just going to concentrate on what I can and prioritizing time to to get well which hopefully I'll get the benefits from in this coming year but one thing that maybe underpins this attitude of striving to take on too much and pushing oneself too far and of course there is a fine line between wanting to go out of our comfort zone and do more things and achieve and taking on too much i, I again had read it before but had come back to it um the book daring greatly by brenny brown if you get a chance to look at her ted talk it's one of the most viewed ones ever and it's about this idea of vulnerability a word which comes up quite a bit in the space of mental health and well-being, but this book really breaks it down. And again, I'll just have to read a little quote from it. Um, she quotes from another book uh, from Lynn Twist, The Soul of Money, and it's about this idea of scarcity. So this really struck a chord with me. For me and for many of us, our first waking thought of the day is I didn't get enough sleep. The next one is I don't have enough time, whether true or not. That thought of not enough occurs to us automatically before we even think to question or examine it. We spend most of the hours and the days of our lives hearing, explaining, complaining or worrying about what we don't have enough of. And that just made me think, yeah. Some of those things where I certainly had perceived there to be gaps 
that needed filling when actually those gaps were there quite naturally to just relax and just to switch off. So I think this ramble really has just been an attempt to share a bit about one person's experience of taking on too much and how in even just these last few days post-Christmas, I've found a certain peace in accepting that I have limits like we all do and really recognising them proactively is the key for me to maintaining good mental health and, and well-being. And of course, it's a lifelong process as well. That's about it from me. Um, I hope you forgive and uh, mind uh, indulging myself here on, on what's been happening. I'd be really keen to hear from anyone who's been through something similar, uh, has a different experience related to the same kind of theme or anything like that. But I look forward to chatting with you again really soon when we have these two excellent, I hope, episodes coming up on slightly different themes. Mm-hmm.